A conversation can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe. So, no matter what the conversation's about, it's not for nothing. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Hello. Hello from the other side. <laughs> hello. Oh, I, this whole time I didn't realize hello from the other side. It's was, Adele. Was Adele. How uh, dare you? One of the greatest albums of all time. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's a fantastic album. Well, it did album. win album of the year, so. Yeah, but the Grammys are kind of bullshit. It's true, but I think. They're like coming on next week, aren't they? Oh, I don't know. I saw a commercial for it on CBS when I was pretending to watch pro football with my parents today. Pretending. Gotcha. Mostly, I only go, hey, isn't that an Alabama player? And I was like, yes, Bama, built by Bama. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that means something. Um, hi. Hi. We're on the show. Yes. We've been recording. We're here. We started. I've started. You're here. Hello. This is, a is it me you're looking for? <laughs> well, this is a 2022 episode recorded um, in 2021, right? Time and I, travel. And the reason I say it's a 2022 episode is because I don't know what order I've I've recorded lots of episodes here in Alabama while I've been on a Christmas vacation, and I don't know when they're going to air. So this is a conversation between me and Sarah Cooper. Hello. That's exciting, right? I don't know. When's the last time I've been on your show? When we didn't. The music you talk. T- you've got to be excited about you being on the show because you it's tell the best me episodes. that your episodes are the best. So <laughs> it's the ones I watch, listen is, to. <laughs> this is the episodes that are exciting. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I didn't. I don't know music. Today's music. Hello, is it me you're looking for? It's like Lionel Richie from the '80s or '90s. That's true. I mean, I know Hello, that. darkness, my old friend is That's Simon and Garfunkel. Boy, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't talking about that. Oh, okay. Um, we were, we were going into music and I was like, I don't know any music, but well, anyway. that's why we're having more music discussions later this year. If exactly. you ever get your shit together. Well, and I would say everybody who listens will remember the last time you were on, we listened to the playlist and we have a new one and we have a new one coming, but I'm doing the homework on it right now. Since you gave me that playlist, I've heard those songs just popping up everywhere in life. And I was like, I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, it's really weird that mama I'm coming home by that is just that I know that Ozzy. I, I know it's Ozzy, that but I was Ozzy, making sure that it was artist. just Ozzy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I heard that is the theme song for The Bachelor this year. That's a little creepy. I don't like that. I That's, think. Well, it's because it is a romantic song, but it's kind like is he a returning bachelor? He was a bachelor. He was like one of the faint, one of the like most popular men for a girl, and now he's a man that the girls will seek. They've made him the. He was on the Bachelorette. He was on the Bachelorette. Okay. And they were like, and I he didn't, and he didn't do his thing. She didn't pick him, so they're like, you get to find love now. Okay. So that's why, and they're like, Mama, I'm coming home. Okay, and that like, I can kind of buy that. That that's okay. It's still a little weird of a choice, but. I mean, it's weird, yeah. But anyway, I'm just excited that I know more music than I did. Yeah. I mean, which I know some music, but you know, I'm not like a music. Yeah. And without giving it away, the next playlist is going to be a little weirder and a little darker because I wanted to like ease you into rock and roll without like starting it. with the creepy, you know. Well, and that and that's what's interesting is music. I would say music is your thing. Oh yeah. Like and and me, my thing is television, and so naturally today we're going to talk about movies. Which I I am <laughs> I don't I wouldn't say I'm an aficionado like I used to be like five like 
pre-COVID, I would love to go to the movies. Like, I liked going to theaters. Yeah. I like going to the movies. I like following certain, like you do in music and television, following certain actors, actresses, film producers, yeah, um, directors, right? You know, writers. The only one that really gets recognition right now is Aaron Aaron Sorkin. Woo, whatever. I mean, I will say he's a genius. I met him in person. I've had I've had personal experience with him. Yeah, he's a big jerk. Oh, I'm sure. Like, he's I'm just, sure he's you know. a Quentin Tarantino, a James Cameron, a overconfident white man. Yeah, that's it. Um, and I think the other problem is, and I learned this in when I took screenwriting in college, was they basically said scripts nowadays, it, unless you're a hotshot name, it gets manufactured and rewritten. Yeah. Like, a thousand. I mean, you can kind of tell when that happens usually. Well, and it's it's kind of an exciting time because the last thing I saw in the theater, I think, might have been The Eternals, which is a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. But the interesting part of that was it was Chloe Zhao who had just won yes. the Oscar. She she reco- she directed it, and she had she had just won. She's the director, and she had just won the the Oscar for Nomadland, yes. which is totally different yeah. than. A Marvel movie. Oh yeah, but and and you can tell that someone who is like deeply thoughtful r- directed the Eternals, and I'm just like, yeah, it was different. It's gonna be a franchise in and of itself. It's mm-hmm. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. but it's gonna be like the Eternals is gonna be a, a series. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, this is not thrilling me, but you have my attention. I'll yeah. I'll pay attention to where you're going with this, but you know. But and also, um, trans director is directing the Matrix. Yes. So there's some and, exciting stuff well, going and on. I again, I can't speak for the trans community. I am not trans, but apparently, and this is what I've been reading on, is that the Matrix films in and of itself kind of ended up evolving into being identifiable. A lot of trans the community identified a lot with the Matrix movies. Really, I haven't seen a damn one, but there's magic pills and changing your identities and like i mean not to be dismissive yeah. of it but that's a it's it kind of became this thing that a lot of people leaned into well and now because they saw themselves in it and now that it's yeah. kind of full circle moment. it's coming full circle but then also just to add controversy to it a little bit for whatever reason the republicans are quoting the movie of take the red pill because apparently in the movie there's a red pill, blue pill, yeah. and they're like, take the red pill, wink, wink, like become a Republican. And they're they're like, also That's too much of about. little flippant bullshit twats to say fuck Joe Biden. They have to say right. let's go Brandon instead. And if I alienated anybody, it's okay. I didn't like you to begin with. Um, well, I mean, I <laughs> I guarantee that someone who is screaming let's go Brandon is not listening to this show. That's fair. I mean, and if you are, hi. Bye. Um, we welcome. Well, <laughs> Sarah hates you, but she's a guest, and this is my show. And I say that no, we, as a Democrat, we don't care if you don't like Joe Biden or not. We also don't care <laughs> if you can't be man and or no, that's not the right term. I don't want to say that. We don't care if you don't have enough of a backbone in your life to say fuck Joe Biden. You have to have a code phrase instead, because who are the snowflakes do- right now doing self censorship? Mm-hmm. Well, and okay, speaking of snowflakes, <laughs> and then we're gonna go right back to the movie topic. <laughs> Ethan had told me, I was talking to Ethan the other night, um, and I said, it's interesting that the, I said, I'm confused. The the people who are conservative and like identify as Christian, which I identify as Christian, it's just, Mm -hmm. there are different Christians that are like, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to take the vaccine because if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. 
God will protect me. And God they, invented the scientists. But th- also, they won't take the vaccine because they don't know what's in it. And I'm like, but if it's your time to go, it's your time to go. And why won't God protect you? Why are you afraid of the vaccine? Like, if you're not it's afraid of the virus, why are you afraid of the vaccine? It's a straw man's fallacy because they also want Trump to get all the credit for making the vaccine, but it was made too fast. Right. Anyway. anyway. I just, <laughs> that was that was a tangent. But anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Sweeney wants to do some gift wrapping, apparently. Love that. Um, so... But yeah, it's an interesting time at the movies, and and it's unavoidable. It's a, We're at a point where you can't not talk about the pandemic because the pandemic changed the way we live our entire life, including movies. Because during the during all of 2020 and, mu- and the beginning of 2021, movies did not premiere in the movies; they premiered on streaming. streaming. <laughs> <laughs> Your cat's going nuts. I will on say, the I'm trying paper. to think. I think the last movie I saw in theaters was Knives Out. That was With quite a while ago. I huh? know. I'm trying to like, I need to do like a chronological order. Um, but I saw, I remember distinctly going to see that with Alex and we were obsessed with it and loved it. <laughs> um, let's see. That was 2019. So that's about on time yeah. for the pandemic. Um, yeah. I, because the I will say mid pandemic when the new Conjuring film came out, it was a tradition my mom and my dad and I would always go see those movies together. It's mostly because mom wants dad there to protect him, her from the ghosts that are in the film. I like it. I dig it. So we watched it on their, um, whichever streaming platform it was at their house. That was like, yeah. I went over there and we watched it all together in the living room. Not quite the same as seeing it in the theaters, but. Yeah. I think the, li- well, I've been in the theaters a lot because um, everyone, the listeners know Michelle and Flo, friend of the show. Flo really, really loves to go to the movies. And so. He started inviting us to go to the movies, and we haven't gone to the movies a lot in our life together, me and Ethan, because we were just always broke in New York, and it just Theaters kind of never, it never fell into our mm-hmm. our routine to go to the movies. And now we're starting to find our way to it. And um, so I've been to see The Eternals, Free Guy, Black Widow. Um, I feel like we went to Cinderella. No, uh, Cruella, Cruella. We me. saw Cruella. That's it. We saw Cruella. I think that might be all that we've seen together so far. But that's that's a pretty good bit. Yeah. Um, and we were and Flo wanted to see being the Ricardos. Mm. Um, but I I've been in Alabama since December seventh, and today we're recording on December twenty sixth. Uh, yeah. and I'll be back in the 29th. But anyway, Flo wanted to go see it in theaters because they are going to have it in theaters. I don't know if it's still going to be in theaters when I get back. If if yeah. so, I'll go. Um, I really wanted to see House of Gucci. I just haven't made time to do it. Apparently, everyone in the Gucci family hates Ooh, it. Oh, they pissed. They hate it. So, like, I guess, and I, it's, a, I'm going to see if it's still playing in Huntsville, because I might just do it this week and get, get over <laughs> it. Um, I will say, I tried to, like, no one's ever going to like an expose biopic about their family legacy. Right. And also, it is based upon a book. And so, so I, is it is it accurately is it an accurate like taking the book and putting it on screen? That was what was in the book. The things they hate. I don't know which part specifically they hate. I do know that Patrizia Gucci, uh, Gucci who is Lady Gaga, who is Lady Gaga, is alive and out of jail. 
Okay, can we just pause there? Like, <laughs> why are you mad? Like, well, she, I don't think she's necessarily <laughs> the one that's mad. She's mad that Lady Gaga did not meet with her to discuss the role. Lady Gaga's stance was: is I want to take this script, I want to do my own research, and I want to f- decide her motives for myself. Right. Which I think is a more noble and honorable thing to do. The movie's high is going to be high camp. Yeah. Um, that's one of the big criticisms. It's not a high. It's not a highbrow drama. It's very campy. Right. But it's also. I mean. It's, you know, I kind of see both sides of it, but I don't, I think that some of the actual Gucci heirs are very offended by how their relatives were portrayed because a lot of the men were not portrayed in a good light. And I'm sorry. I mean, did anybody think that the men in Gucci's family were going to be like bleeding heart feminists? (laughs) Well, not even just that. I think there are some, you know, sad things that happen. I haven't seen the movie, so I can't speak to what particularly I've just read news articles and stuff about it. But I, I do think that there is a very hard and fine line about when you do a film about people whose li- relatives are still alive and they're yeah. not directly involved. Yeah. You've taken a book that was written on the family that was kind of an, I think was kind of an expose, probably not a very nice book to begin with, and you've now put it on screen and right. it's a high profile cast director, you know. Mm-hmm. So I kind of see both sides of it. I do think that the only appropriate response and i hope this truly happens is i want a family gucci documentary yeah you tell me what you think happened and what right. your side is because i'd it. be down to watch all of it because i'm sorry true crime is always going to be fascinating to yeah me. well I, oh i forgot one we did go see because i was thinking about lady gaga might win the oscar yada 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 and i, I remember she's that going to. well because the reason i that reminded me we went and saw uh, aretha Ooh. That's the name of it, right? Aretha? Respect. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> I knew where you're going. Yeah, we went to see Respect because I love Jennifer Hudson. Mm-hmm. Like, I love, 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 love her. Mm-hmm. Like, she was, I, back in the day when, when families Fam. were sitting around the, the TV voting for their favorite American Idol, I was voting Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. And that's fine. That was so, Fantasia's season, right? Yeah. It I was, think I always voted for Fantasia. It was Fantasia, Jennifer Hudson, and Diane, Latoya London. And Diana DeGarm. No, La- not Latoya London. Latoya. Yeah, Latoya London. No, M- Mel- Melanie. Or Mich- she, um, she had a short bob. Latoya. Let's Latoya London. That was her name. But was she on season three? I thought that was season one. No. I'm looking it up. Hold on. You're thinking Tamara Gray. Yes, I am. That was season one. Um, but Latoya That's London not what I wanted, was you dumb that. But anyway, the, I've been a Jennifer Hudson fan since then. And then I remember Dream <coughs> Dream Girls was the first movie I watched in theaters when I moved to Los <laughs> Angeles uh, in 2007. Mm-hmm. And she wound up winning the Oscar for that. I, so I've just been a huge, huge fan mm-hmm. of her. From the get-go. And so I was like, I want to see her do this. And I will say that Aretha was very, very long. It was a long, 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 long movie. And you were aware of it in the theaters? I think that's re- my problem. If I can tell the movie's long what, in the theater watching it, I'm you, you've lost me as a fan. Well, like this, Cruella was long, long. Have you seen it yet? No. Cruella was long, 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 but you but it had crescendos and it was just like this is exciting. I did not want Cruella to end. I was like living for every moment of Cruella. Yeah. Um, but there was just no. It was just sort of one note. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Aretha. I mean, Frank respect was kind of. 
it was one note. I mean, it was it was definitely a showcase for Jennifer Hudson to show that she can yeah. act just like Aretha. Yeah. And so I'm really hoping she'll win the Oscar for it. I don't know if that's true because it's looking like she's going to be up against the w- Nicole Kidman is what people are saying. Yeah. Well, that's I was looking at the Golden Derby uh press release which talks about the best actress race predictions and they've got um kristen stewart for spencer yeah they've got i don't i don't care about the director um nicole kidman um they've got rachel zegler for west side story which is another one i really want to see that i find is gonna be interesting they've got jennifer lawrence for this one that just dropped on streaming don't look up I have not. S- oh, never mind. I don't care. That's somebody else directing. Um, and Frances Mc- McDormand again. She's got three. Maybe this is talking backwards. I don't know. I'm trying to go, but yeah. But she's a fantastic <laughs> actress. She is like what I watch. I watch Nomadland for on the eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh, because have you seen the makeup on her for that movie? This that's is Im- going to be a tight race. Yeah. Um, but I did watch Nomadland on a plane and i i mean it was it was phenomenal like like i remember <laughs> i mean uh, there's nothing you can say but i was in awe of the sheer acting of Frances mcdormand she is i mean i just feel like she's one of those names that you forget about until you see her yeah. and you're like oh my god yeah she also did the um the three billboards outside of wherever yeah, yeah. she did that and you know it was just I mean, she's just fantastic, but it's going to be a tight race. Yeah. But, um, oh, Ebbing, Missouri. That's what it is. Yeah. Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. But I mean, I'm excited to see, I mean, and the, the, the elephant, I mean, I guess it's not really an elephant in the room, but I, I mean, it's no secret on this podcast. I am a Lucille Ball expert. I love, I love Lucy. And that is. Do you think they're going to win best makeup? (laughs) I do not. I mean, I will say I'm not trying to be disrespectful that the poster looks like Lucy, but the p- images I've seen from the show, the movie do not look like Lucy. I, I that looks like Lucy. I mean, like not identical. Obviously, I know it's an actress playing right. her, but that's believable. Right. But some of the other images I've seen of it, I'm like, that's not Lucy. She looks very plasticky on the I, I've not seen the movie yet because, like I said, Flo wanted to watch it together, and I want to watch it with Flo because Flo had never, being French, he had never seen I Love Lucy, you know. Mm-hmm. So I introduced him to it, and he fell in love with it. He loves it, loves it, loves mm-hmm. it, and then I, and it was just coincidence that I introduced him to this movie right when or this show right when um, Being the Ricardos was coming out. So it was just this, you know, sort of moment and he was like let's go see it and and so i don't look like lucy <laughs> i'm well, sorry that well, don't that's not lucy did you like when you god that doesn't look like lucy <laughs> that one you just showed yeah well i mean when you're thinking of this film do you does you do you automatically wonder what kyle thinks of it is that what your is that where your head goes at all not yet, mostly because once I watched it, I'd probably be like, okay, let's be real. Let's talk about it. Right. But having not, I, without seeing it, because I feel like even if I'm not a massive Lucy expert, I feel like if I watched it and I was like, this ain't right, I feel mm-hmm. like I'd be like, okay, level with me. This ain't right. And you'd be like, yeah. yes or no, you know? Well, yeah, and I, I'm not committed to it being, I mean, I would love to find, I would love for someone to make a movie about I Love Lucy, about the behind the scenes of I Love Lucy yeah. like this is for it to be the end all and be all. And I think we could because like you and me. 
What do you mean? We could, like you and me. I would like to. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, I think, but I think you could. Yeah. You and me, we could do this. I just mean like you could do it where it's accurate and it's beautiful and it may have to be in TV form. Like in like a, a mini series type deal. Yeah. But I, um, I don't know. I just don't, I don't gather that this is going to be the end all and be all for me. I think the problem is, and I probably because I do think that there is some niceties in filmmaking when the casting is shocking yeah like i remember finding out heath ledger was going to be the joker because i looked up the cast of the dark knight because i loved batman begins and i really liked it i i don't care marvel versus dc in that respect but i've always liked batman i've always liked the gadgets i've always thought it was cool i you know i liked the shitty arnold schwarzenegger batman movie from the 90s batman and robin i love the whole the four in that series i love all of them. so when i looked it up i was like how the fuck is keith heath ledger gonna do this right how is this pot like i you know and i was You sleep 15 hours a day. Why are you awake now? <laughs> um, I just, I was like, I don't know. And then as soon as I saw the trailers and I saw them, I was like, oh, this is it. Yeah, this is, he's this it. Is and he won the Oscar it. for it. Yeah. And here's the thing. I do, I've, I've told people that I said, Aaron Sorkin, yes, met him in person. Pretty much a jerk. But I've read his writing. You cannot beat his writing. You no, no, can't. you can't. It's he's the best television writer, best movie writer I think that walks planet Earth today, and in a sense, in that way, the the conversational, the 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 walk and talk, the the smart. He writes smart mm-hmm. writing, and that to me, reading because I just again coincidentally, I ju- I had just read uh, Desi Arnaz's biography called a book and he does recount all the work he had to do to make I love Lucy happen because people used to think that Lucy was the one Mm -hmm. and and you know I don't want to take away from women because she made Lucy Lucy Mm -hmm. was Lucy but it was Desi Arnaz's brain that brought the multiple camera sitcom Mm -hmm. to what it is today um and he did that and and to do that to tell that story, you would have to have a smart, intelligent writer like mm-hmm. like Aaron Sorkin. And Aaron Sorkin teamed up with Lucy Arnaz, the daughter of Lucy and Desi, who right. is who is 70 years old right now. Yeah. Um, and so she was there for the whole thing. She was very, very young. She was born in 50 mm-hmm. or 51. She might be 51, 50. So she might be 71 now. But she was born before the show. And so she's been there the whole time. And she, I trust both of them and the casting of Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem. That was a it's, blow up. It's interesting. And the uh, w- the internet was like on fire for who's it going to be. But the thing is, people don't realize the first person tied to this project was Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett was supposed to, ta- mm. supposed to play Lucy. Um, but it just kind of dissolved out of there. Oh, yeah. It always with contracts and all that. You go through five different things. And everybody was begging for Deborah Messing. And I said, hold up. Deborah Messing is wonderful at playing Lucy Ricardo. Mm-hmm. I don't know that she's the right person to play Lucy, Lucille Ball. Yeah. Mrs. Arne- I don't know that she's the right person to play Mrs. Arnez. Um, I don't. But I but at the same time, I would have never said Nicole Kidman. Do her. I would have picked someone different yeah but i I try not to i 
sorry, I was laughing only because apparently some there are some user uh, IMDb user reviews of because I was looking for more pictures because I was like that image of her as Lucy is awful. That was grotesque. And then so, I was looking at reviews and someone's like Nicole Kidman looks like she's been embalmed. And I was like, well, yes, that photo was and not. And she really does. It's and that's weird. And I, and to me, like when I was looking for your birthday present last year, I was on Etsy. Um, I got Kyle the Broadway meme soundtrack on record with Star. Oh, no, Luke. it wasn't Broadway. No, it, was it was the, the, movie. the movie soundtrack. The movie soundtrack. Yes. But I had typed in Lucille Ball just to see what came up because there's a, you know, Etsy's vintage, homemade. Yeah. So I was just kind of seeing. And they're apparently. At one point, I think in the 70s, she sold her image or started endorsing board games. So there are tons of board games with Lucy's face on them. Huh. I didn't know. Like, you know. She loves, or she loved backgammon. Yeah. So, but it'd be like a backgammon, but it's like Lucy, not like Lucy themed backgammon, but it had her like image on it. She's like, I love this backgammon. Yeah. So, but she had work done, as most women in Hollywood do, but she didn't have the stretched like Joan Rivers face that they yeah. have given that I'm seeing in these images from being mm-hmm. Ricardo. She did still have defined cheekbones. And so it's just, that's the weird part. And I understand Well, she looks like plastic you're tr- and you're trying to make someone look like somebody else, right? a very recognizable somebody else, which is the key, which, look. and that was what I said. Cause Flo was asking me cause he was, we were talking about it deeply and I said, it is very, very important to get the look of Lucy. Correct. I don't think it's, necessarily super important to get the look of desi correct it's important to get the essence of desi yeah in my opinion jk simmons as william frawley looks identical that was good that and jk simmons is a good actor i I love jk simmons um but yeah because i think if comparison there is a very bad in my mind i've not watched in its entirety because a lot of it feels very i've seen scenes of it cringe to me they did based when sonny bono died they did a movie from his aunt based on his book that came out in the early nineties called the beat goes on and the woman having to play share. That's another very recognizable distinct face. She does look like her from the seventies in that movie. Did she do a good job as far as like what you've seen? Yeah. But I I was watching it with um, a bias because I knew this was Sonny's perspective on how things go. And, that book and they was, famously had a very different that story. That book was didn't very they? controversial when it came out because it was it blasted her in a lot of ways. Did it? And so yeah. they were they had a very they had, they had two very different perspectives opinions. On and what then happened. he um and of course he died suddenly. So right. there's not much reconciliation that happens. You know yeah. when that kind of thing happens. But yeah, so to me it's one of those. Or when you try to like. <laughs> Make a move, like, especially even, like, House of Gucci, Lady Gaga having to play Patrizia through a long period of time, and her image changes over time because it's a, there's a gap there, you know, and having, especially when you're trying to play a very recognizable face, it's like when they tried to cast, I think it was Christian Bale played Dick Cheney at one point. Yes, and, yes, and it's he stuff did. like that. It's very difficult because that's a very recognizable face. That's the first thing you're going to notice. Like, well, yeah. that's not. He did him. a good job. He I did. Think. And, and I mean, it looked like him a little bit, yeah. but, but um, recognizable people's always going to be difficult. Well, and I'm nervous about watching being the Ricardos just because, like, people from all over the world <laughs> have <laughs> texted me, literally, to say, "Have you seen it yet?" And I'm like. This is a lot for people to be waiting for me to watch a movie so mm-hmm. that they can decide whether, like, how they actually feel about it. And I'm yeah. like, that's a lot. Yeah. But, and, and I'm not. I'm, 
here's the thing. I love Lucille Ball and I love Desi Arnaz independently of one another mm-hmm. and together. I love the work they've done together. Um, this book, this movie will not. I mean, it, this movie has the potential to add to my love for them and, you know, getting to see that because it's it's thrilling to see realistic scenes mm. of your of people you love doing the things they loved and doing the things that yeah. you love that they did. I if it, if it sucks, I mean, I'm not going to be disappointed. Well, it'd be different if they're like, we're going to take this autobiography by Lucy and turn right. it into a movie and just not honor the source material. You right. know, like there's Well, a- actually, apparently from what I hear, they they took a lot from because Lucy just kind of because do you know what the movie's about the 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 time the week they're talking about I think so so in the th- in the late twenties or it might be early thirties no it was late thirties that's what it was it was late thirties when Lucy was in her late twenties that's what I'm thinking of Lucy was in her late twenties this movie is set when Lucy was in her late twenties no, no, no. and it stars Nicole Kidman no no, no. okay no. I was gonna uh, be like excuse la- me in that's- Lucy's late twenties <laughs> her grandfather was actually pretty active in a growing. Uh, communist party in America mm. and Lucy just registered as a communist to please her f- grandfather oh. and and in 19 in the 1950s McCarthy and McCarthyism this mm-hmm. this is what it was Lucy did get caught up in McCarthyism in the McCarthy like the the you know mm. the raids and the in the interrogations oh, yeah. and stuff so that happened to Lucy. And Lucy, in her memoir that was found in her files that w- after on. she died, yeah. and Lucy Arnaz had it published, um, and rightfully so. It's one of the most beautiful memoirs I've ever yeah. read. Um, she doesn't really talk about it too much. She's like, there was this whole little red scare thing. Um, and then she goes, but De- but Desi was cute. He said, the only thing read about my wife is her hair, and even that's not natural. <laughs> and, you know, that's all she said. Desi, in his book in, from 1976 that he published and wrote, uh-huh. himse- wrote himself, published it, and saw it to fruition because he died in 86. It was written in 76. He has government documentation of that time. He's got a mm. transcript of the interview with Lucy and mm. the government agent. He's got it all. So they took a lot of this stuff from that book. And so this is a lot of Desi's perspective Mm. in this movie. From what I gather, I haven't watched it yet, but I have read both their memoirs. This would have been the same time that Charlie Chaplin got caught up in the midst of it. Probably. When did he he do that? Do you have the dates? I think it was, I don't remember the dates exactly, but I remember... At the, he got caught up and he left the United States. I think it was. I think it but was fifty four. Yeah, and he died in the seventies, so he would have. I, this would have been after the Great Dictator and all that when yeah. he did that film. So yeah, um, I think that's. I think I he got th- caught up in the same. I think pool. Lucy. I think it was fifty. It was either fifty three or fifty four. And here's the thing, like I and this is this is the part where I'm like, am I gonna cringe from this or is it gonna be okay? I know the episodes of Lucy of I Love Lucy, and I know what the story of when they lived in this apartment, and then they had the baby, and they switched the apartments, and they did mm-hmm. this and the that, and I'm like, uh, I'm not sure this stuff's adding up correctly. Mm. They are using the most iconic set of Lucy rather than the set that was there, or... You know, they're, they're recognizable. They're things. kind of yeah. I, for somebody who's like obsessed with it, I'm like, am I? Is it going to be too prominent for me to pay attention? The the the, the minor flaws that are unnecessary. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's also going to be one of the things. Like, 
on the same level. Like I hold the Rocky Horror Picture Show as gospel in my heart. Like that is yeah. my end all be all type scenario. Halloween and movie. Um, and when they did that bullshit with Laverne Cox, I refused to watch it. Oh, we have talked about this, but um, I mean, like on the same level because, and even the Glee episode, the on the Rocky didn't, you Heart. You didn't care for the Glee. Episode I didn't watch either, did it. You? I refused to watch it. I watched highlights on it on YouTube later and right. criticized the whole thing. There you um, go. But it's the same thing, like where it's you hold something sacred to you, yeah, and then you see someone else touching it, and you're like. You're not doing it right, and that's and I don't want to have that. I don't want to have that with this movie. If it sucks, and I just if it just does, that's the thing. Not even sucks. If it doesn't add something to my appreciation for what I've already loved, I'm just gonna let it go. Right. I just can't. I don't want to hate it. I just don't want to give. You know. But and people are yeah. like, but Hollywood is like they're ready to hate it because they're like because because of Nicole Kidman, and which I'm just is like, not fair. She's a good actress. You. I don't know what to tell you. Like, and I feel like if Lucy Arnaz signed off on Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. she had to do something right. That's what I said. I I've always known that Lucy Arnaz. I mean, I don't I don't really know the how I don't know. It, what the conversation was between Desi Arnaz Jr. and Lucy Arnaz, but somehow it became Lucy Arnaz who was in charge of the estate, and she is the one who has done it. So Lucy Arnaz has won an Emmy for a TV special she created out of their home videos. Mm-hmm. She did that herself, and she won that Emmy. And um, I have a, a friend who... Um, who worked on the Lucille Ball collection from Bessemer Cosmetics, and he worked with Lucy Arnaz mm-hmm. on that. It was Lucy Arnaz who came into the office to decide what were the Lucille Ball Bessemer Cosmetics going to look like. She was mm-hmm. there hands-on. And so uh, she's always kept that estate close to the yeah. best. And I'm just like, I just don't think she would do something if it didn't sit well in her soul. Yeah. And it also could be, because again, when I found that review that said, uh, Nicole looked embalmed, there were other people with their opinions. And some people are saying they love it. And so, yeah. And And so it's like, I don't what I've seen so far. Yeah. And so look, yeah. Well, and I think this is going to like, when you go in with a preconceived notion, like a questionable casting decision, or you right. may not want that Aaron, Aaron Sorkin's directing it and he may not need to right. sit in the director's chair. He may need to just be the writer. Like, yeah. or this could, or if this is like his passion project, a lot of times people, when they do their passion project, it becomes so for them rather than for as a yeah. consumable product that it just becomes bullshit. And I'm sorry well, to say that there's, Time and time again, I've seen people who are like, this is my passion project. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is sucks. And like- I'm good. I'm pretty good myself personally about compartmentalizing. Right. Like I can look at that poster and be like, no, I mean, I've said it. I mean, I'm like, that doesn't, that's not good enough. Yeah. In my opinion, the the look of Lucy on this movie is not good enough. What I've seen so, so far. Yeah. Um, and, but when I go to watch the movie, I'm going to let it all go because I can. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, fresh eyes. And also, what is the acting? This is also a question, like a strange story to choose out of all of Lucy, the Lucy stories to tell. And, see, and that I, may also be a reason people don't appreciate because they think it's going to be going into it. It's going to be one thing. And then it's this other story. And I'm like, the gen- the average fan may not may not appreciate that this is the story they chose right. to tell. And see, personally, me, I think it's. I mean, this is a little salacious and a little more. I don't know, uh, exotic. I guess. Mm-hmm. To s- I would love to see 
a movie about how they came to divorce. Like, Ooh. I would love to see, like, because it famously, anybody who knows the story of what I Love Lucy was, I Love Lucy was Lucille Ball's attempt to keep her husband. Mm-hmm. And it wound up being the one thing. It became so successful that it broke their marriage apart. Yeah. And I'm just like, that. she didn't want success. She just wanted a little cash in her pocket for her husband. You know, she wanted to the get fo- him on TV so he'd ha- he'd stay home and stop so cheating w- yeah. on her. And she wanted a little cash in her pocket, and it just kept growing and growing and yeah. growing and growing. And in Desi's book, he wrote a he wrote a part where he said it got to the point where we had the opportunity to gr- grow bigger, and he had to have a conversation with Lucy. He's like, we have to either shut this down, and you know, go back, and you go back to working for the studios, movies, maybe more television, whatever. Or, uh, you know, we, we're going to have to do that. Mm-hmm. And then she said, well, what's the other option? And she he said, we're going to have to grow big because mm-hmm. we can't stop this machine now. Because what happened was he fought very, very hard to figure out how to do. He knew that Lucy needed an audience. And mm-hmm. you don't do TV in front of an audience. Um, well, okay, so I'll take it back. The, d- the way you did TV in front of an audience at that time was kinetoscope. Where it's, it, was, it was like cheesecloth for most of the country. Mm-hmm. And um, Desi was like, no, 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 we can't do that. He goes, we should film it. And they said, well, you can't film it in front of a live audience because the cameras would be in the way. And he goes, but what if we could? So he figured it out. How can you film it in front of a live audience? And what was fascinating to me, you know how you fixate on things that are just like minute? Yes. He, until Desi Arnaz decided to do so, the, the floors of the movie studios were made out of wood. Wood planks. And he and they said, clomp, 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 you clomp. have to roll the cameras to follow the actors. Yeah. And he said, if you know, you could get a brand new wood floor, but if it hits one bump, that camera is going to shake like an mm-hmm. earthquake. And so he was the one who the found a rubber cement component that is now still company or industry standard in so sound stages today. And so he did that. He figured it all out. Yeah. And then after that, more shows were being were being developed and everybody said, I want the Lucy Desi treatment. Yeah. And so everybody came to Desi and said, will you show us how to make it? And so by the end of the 50s, they were... He was like, if I'm going to show you how to make it, I'm going to produce it and I'm going to own it. And mm. so they own, they wound up owning everything. Yeah. And Lucy said, he said, we're just going to have to keep growing. We're going to have to get bigger and bigger. And she said, let's grow. And yeah. she wanted that. And then it fell apart. And mm-hmm. like at the end, they were not even speaking to one another. They were, they were, I mean, they were fighting and like. That was the club. Pro- this is what I've seen some accounts. I will say there might be Lu- Lucy fans listening who would dispel this. Mm-hmm. Fred or Lu- Vivian and William probably hated each other, but <laughs> it, during the time of of um their fights, mm-hmm. uh, Lucy and Desi's fights, they were just they. That was the closest they ever got to being like friendly because they were like, well, we're not killing each other like the other two are so do you want to go to lunch (laughs) so get me the hell out of here (laughs) so and they were just there for that and it just and the last kiss lucy and desi ever had was on screen because they were already they had already filed divorce papers at that point so 
that would have been more interesting to me. Yeah. But that's salacious a little bit. And, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's a famous story. You have to, I mean, and Lucy's talked about it. Lucy Arnaz, Lucy, yeah. Lucille Ball, Desi Arnaz. Yeah. They've all talked about it, that we loved each other. It just couldn't work. So I'd, I'd rather see that. Yeah. But so anyway. Just real quick for curiosity's sake. How much younger was Vivian than Lucy? She was two years older. Vivian was Vivian was not it was born in 1909 and Lucy was born in 1911. You want to guess what year the actress who plays Vivian was born? When? 1984. 84. And when was Nicole Kidman born? Not 84. <laughs> 67? Really? Yeah. So yeah, Vivian uh, the, was Now the image of the girl playing Vivian, I like the picture they I mean to me yeah. she looks like her and that may be why they chose her is cuz she actually does kind of Yeah, Vivian her. was 2 years older than Lucy. Yeah. So That's the, she looks hella young in that photo. There may be another photo where she looks not as, you know. Right. But I was looking because I was just looking at the cast because I didn't recognize her name. Yeah. But apparently she's a Broadway actress, too. Yeah. So they have that. Like, that's that, that's interesting. That. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, it's there is the magic of makeup. Sometimes mm-hmm. it goes better. Sometimes it doesn't. I mean, well, and I the, something let's remember that, I that Norbit is a Oscar winning film because of it. Right. Well, I remember the one thing I was fixating on was that Lucille Ball was five foot six and a half and Nicole Kidman was five eleven. But and people can't always tell that on screen. Exactly. But I was like, come on. But anyway, so I'm looking forward to it. But is there anything that you are like specifically waiting on to see that's coming out soon or is already um, out? I do want to see um, West Side Story. There's yeah. a lot of... Steven Spielberg has done a lot, and I yeah. try to give him a lot of credit. Um, one of the things I read that kind of has some backlash to it that people don't like is that in West Side Story, his movie... Mm-hmm. Now, this is Jaja's favorite movie. I know. she is. She's in love with it, right? And she's not She's not sure she wants to see it. She's not ready because she mm-hmm. Natalie Wood's version is her version. Um, <laughs> that... When the Hispanic characters are on screen and speaking Spanish, there are no subtitles. Right. Which is a big, which a lot, which I think is a pretty cool thing for Steven Spielberg to make it as an executive choice. Yeah. People did point out that that does leave out the deaf community because they don't put Spanish subtitles. They just put none. Yeah. So you, but he said, but you can kind of figure out what they're saying based on their body language. You can right. kind of figure it out. Um, but I am looking for, I do want to see that a lot. And I, I wonder what the Spanish speaking community who are bilingual, mm-hmm. I wonder what they think of that. I'm, I wonder if they're like, are like, eh, whatever. I or am, are they like specifically like into it? Like, thank you. Thank you. We feel recognized. Yeah. I couldn't, I can't remember because I, I was reading an article that was kind of criticizing it as a decision. But in my mind, I was like, I understand what he's saying that their conversation, like, Let's be realistic. Yeah. Their conversations shouldn't, one, be in English. Right. And two, maybe we don't need to know what they say. We can, you know, let's make it a little more real, you know. Right. Um, and again, but again, it's one of those things because there's the book, there's mm-hmm. the stage show, and there's yeah. the movie. So was West Side Story a book first? I'm 99% sure it was a book first. I didn't know that. I, um, um, now I'm going to look it up to verify well, that. While <laughs> you're talking about that, while you're looking it up, yeah. I want to say... On the plane ride here, I watched um, the do- the Netflix documentary. I think it's Netflix about Rita Marino. Mm-hmm. With it's called uh, "Just a Girl Who Went for It." And I'm excited that she's in this again. By it the way. was so good, but she all she talks about how she almost did not. She was she was almost not in West Side Story, mm-hmm. the first one, because the lyrics of "Happy to Be in America." 
Mm-hmm. Um, they did say they they there were some pretty disparaging lyrics in that mm-hmm. in that song to begin with, but they changed it. And she's like, I can I can get on board with that, but it was like something about Jamaica or not Jamaica, uh, Puerto Rico. You stupid ugly island mm-hmm. or something it was it was you have to watch the documentary the but book it's interesting came second they turned the musical into a book <laughs> well yeah. they turned the musical into a book the yeah. book came set came out two years later yeah than the movie okay or, well there you um, go but yeah so to me i just i like the music i like the stage show so i would want to see it i like that they have Latin people, mm-hmm. Latinx Finally, people Latinx playing people it. Latinx Puerto Rican characters, yeah. and that they basically you weren't allowed to audition, right? Without pro- you know proving ideally mm-hmm. you were from Puerto Rico, your family was from Puerto Rico, right. but that you were Hispanic or Latinx. Yeah. Um, so that's so, interesting. And that they gave Rita Marina came back and played another well, character. That's the I thing. like that. She played a character. Well, that character she's playing, is, I read, is the. The the original character was a man. It's his husband, his and wife. And so now she's playing his widow, I yeah. guess, or whatever. But the that's interesting. I like that. And I think it's cool to, th- you know, I think that's nice because. So is this sort of a sequel to the first one, or is it a it's, remake? It's, it's a, a it's remake. a remake. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. Again, and I think this is what makes my mother nervous, is because she loves the Natalie Wood version. Is is this more accurate to the stage show yeah. rather than the musical, right. the movie? So, um, hmm. that's interesting to think about. Yeah, but I think that's pretty cool. So that's probably the only thing besides House yeah. of Gucci that I'm actually looking forward to. I really, I like missed House of Gucci has been everywhere oh, in, sure. in Los Angeles, like every, sure. like billboards and on buses. And Did I'm you like, see? Oh my God. I don't know if I sent it to you, but at one of the premieres, Lady Gaga's there getting photographed with Al Pacino, and he's got his big old aviators on, and someone's like, "Take your glasses off, Al." And she looks and she goes, "He doesn't have to take his glasses off. He's Al Pacino." Right. And I'm like respect like well she i will give her i love lady gaga in general but the amount of dedication and love she has for what she does yeah and for the people she's around when she right. does it i well and love. she does the movies she's doing i'm just like they're very or the acting roles all together her choices are very her interesting. choices are very strong and they're very like there's no fluff and and i yeah. mean i don't know i mean i guess if you're an, a singer first you shouldn't do fluff so much. Yeah, or you have to prove that you're an actress before you can pick yeah. the lighter, fluffier roles. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I really, I like her in general, so I want to see it. Um, Me too. And that's the only thing, real. That's the only other movie that she's got listed right now that she's actively doing. So it's not like she's mm-hmm. pumping them out. Because I yeah. imagine now that the Tony Bennett thing has happened, this movie's gonna. I think she's gonna go back to another album. I think so too. I, I think, think she's gonna do the back and forth pretty consistently. I would, lo- and I would love that. I would love that she would. Or you know what? I really love to see. I'd love to see her maybe try her hand at Broadway. Yeah, I don't I'd know if she could commit that. to doing that. Like a maybe but, six months, maybe yeah. maybe maybe a six month run to open a show, be nominated for a Tony if you can. She, they said she's the next EGOT that's going to happen. I think so. Well, I mean, she's already fame. got an Oscar and a Grammy. and Grammys, and, and well, she's gold. I don't know if she got an Emmy. She got the Golden Globe, she but get, she never get, she yeah. didn't get the Emmy for for um horror story. horror story. But yeah. she might come back to era, to um to what's his face. What's Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy, yeah. 
Because he play, he uses the same people over and over and over and over. And over he again. does. He loves his people, and that's fine. You know, yeah. that's that's something that happens. You know, no. And uh, I, Maureen yeah. O'Hara is in every John Wayne movie because you know yeah. you, you love your people that you work with. Um, Scorsese and DiCaprio is the yeah. other one that always happens together. Oh my God, who was it? Who was telling me the other day? Oh, it was Eden. Eden was my niece was mm-hmm. looking at um, something and she said, did you see that Jennifer Lawrence is having Leonardo DiCaprio's baby? And I was like, what are you looking at? And I, we, we did a deep dive and that was completely inaccurate. But <laughs> She is having a baby, but it's not his. It was her husband's. <laughs> so That's as you do. <laughs> um, you have your husband's baby. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I'm looking forward. I, I'm not like super into the West, to, to the West Side Story, um, to West Side Story. I mean, I'll watch it. I'm for fucking God. Oh, you just had a moment. I did. So I've been on this obsession with Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. And that's... That's the the turtleneck girl who duped everybody, right? Who duped everybody. Amanda Seyfried is playing her on a Hulu miniseries. I just got chills when you said it. And Jennifer Lawrence is going to be in a movie based on her. Because this is an active... Like, she's about to go to jail for her the rest of her life. But I've been on this obsession with that story... I'm just watching mini series and YouTube right. videos, but I saw that Amanda Seyfried's going to play her in a YouTube and a Hulu mini series. I'm so pumped for well, it. Well, and I am because like, I want to find out about her voice. Uh-huh. She's, she's got to get the voice right. The girl right. intentionally deepened her voice. There's I am to seem more, um, I guess more, um, authoritative. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I am, and I think Amanda Seyfried's another actress that probably doesn't get nearly as much credit as she should. No, I don't think so either. Um, I think people discount her because of Mean Girls and Mamma Mia. But you, but Mean Girls to play that kind of character successfully, right. you've got to be smart. I yeah. mean, let's let's call a spade a spade. Paris Hilton's a genius because she played a dumbass for mm. how long and got banged for it. Right. If she was really that stupid, she would have never done it successfully. That's true. That is very true. Um, but uh, I think she's, she, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see that. Cause I yeah, haven't been following that story too much, but it, it's I'll a wild story. It is. And there's a Hulu, or Hulu, HBO Max documentary about it where they interview a lot of the people she worked with and that she did. Yeah. I, well, I need to watch that documentary. I'm getting more and more, like I've always loved documentaries, but I haven't watched a lot of them lately. And I'm like, I've got some I, I need to watch. So I need to watch. And that. I'll just call it out. I watch three True, I'll say true crime, true story, deep dive YouTubers on the regular. Kendall Ray, Bailey Sarian, and Crew World Happy Mind Madison Hamish. Mm. Madison Hamish does these intense deep dives on scams, especially like Theranos. Mm -hmm. And she'll do like the MLM scams. And then she's also doing these huge series on like sketchy YouTubers. And I watched and listened to that series, that episode she did about... Elizabeth Holmes so much because it just fascinated me. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, the story that I'm like kind of glued to right now is the Ghislaine Maxwell story, and she that I, it has the it's I, so I it's I've so been dark. out, but I like I haven't been because it's Christmas. Like today's the day after Christmas that we're recording this, and it'll go live eventually. in March. It won't be March if it's March. I'll sorry if you're listening right now and it's March. Well, if it's March, the Hulu series comes out like March 3rd. Yeah. So go turn on Hulu. <laughs> so, but um, I'm just, so I don't know. Have they given a, a verdict for her yet? I know that they're done Maxwell? deliberating. Yeah, Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, not that I've seen. I've only been seeing like the New York Times articles because I don't pay for New York Times. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm poor. Um, but I don't know. 
if let's see, I just quick Google um, jury case to resume deliberations. That was 13 minutes ago from. An, oh, so they're not done deliberating. CNN says there's a breakdown of the charges explained. Yeah, I haven't paid too close attention to it because I'm sorry. That's probably the one thing that I cannot fathom yeah, as a particularly as a female. And I know that's it happened rape and trafficking happens to men and young boys too but as a female that is one thing that i just cannot get graphically into right i watch i'm, just, I'm curious like if yeah, it goes i want to s- i want to see what happens to her and if she lives in jail at all I, or what, well, and what that's they're going to the do like does she, what does she know like who does she i mean cuz where's the pen going to drop that's what i'm interested in because i know that she was involved and it's and it's icky to like think about mind the well of knowledge in that way when she did such dirty things but i'm like she knows more she knows a lot she knows who was with them and i'm like this is going to be a big story yeah um if she i want ever blabs i want the gillaine maxwell story i want to hear that and i also want some dramatization of the free britney movement I, that's you that's what like I want to see. You want like an actual like <coughs> scripted film, not just do- all the like a docu, docu like a docudrama about the free Britney movement. I that want, story is I want still Britney going. to be a producer. I want to hear her, her, her version. version. Yeah. I want to know what's happening. I mean, well, maybe let's everybody's just, version. Let's just say this: Jamie Lynn's not going to be playing Britney Spears in that docudrama. Nope. <laughs> well, did you hear that Jamie Lynn was trying to write a book called? Um, yes. I must confess. <laughs> yeah, and like, I'm like, this is not even your song. That's Britney's song. She, that whole Britney. Th- I have mad respect for what Britney has endured and lived for, and that she's. I'm happy she is giving her voice. I'm just gonna say this: that girl mentally cannot be over 24. Yeah, I don't. Think, I don't I think don't she. Know. I think unfortunately, and I again, this is me speculating. With having someone else control her life yeah. and her decision, there is no way she is mentally matured past a young 20 person based yeah. on what she puts out on the world and in the internet. Yeah. And I think that's probably the saddest part. And I'm hoping maybe with healing, she will be able to compensate and like develop from that. But right. I think she like those dancing videos on Instagram and the verbal diarrhea that's on there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you have been ruined by your family now she did do one where she explained her point of view for a moment yeah i was like it, it is a little rough around the edges but i'm like you're pretty articulate oh i'm, I'm not saying she's oh yeah she's not dumb by any stretch no, 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 of the imagination i just mean like oh but I, I'm, not, I'm not even using that video as a way to sort of negate what you just said i'm using that as for more of a like there's something in there that's about to come out and i hope i can't wait and i hope she is and i hope if she wants to have a baby with this fiance he has stuck through her through this entire mess, so I hope that must mean he he's a good guy. Very just kind of quiet, handsome, and stable. I'm gonna, yeah, wash my hands and back away. I have nothing to do with. Yeah, Dad's trying to get her to pay for his lawyers and shit, and I'm like, honey, no, no. nope, sorry, sorry like, about it. And that's what the saddest part of her whole case is. And I do want her version of the story to come out. Mm-hmm. I want her to tell the truth and. I think that's going to be a lot really eye opening for conservatorships. And now people are tacking on to her story, free Amanda Bynes, because Amanda Bynes is in the same boat. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if Amanda Bynes is ready. I don't mean, but Brittany was. Yeah. And I think that's the, what it's going to do is show us right. how dark conservatorships can go and yeah. how they can go wrong. Right. Well, um, 
This was a wild ride. That we took it, but I mean, <laughs> I, I think we, the laugh at the movies. But um, yeah, I'm I'm ready for the art that is going to come in 2022. I I think that we are going to see a lot of rebirth in artistic circles. You want to go see House too. of Gucci, Gucci after I get off work tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a, uh, a movie tonight. That well, we there watch. is, but I have to work tomorrow. Oh, bleh. I have to. Um, I'm busy. <laughs> but we will discuss once we've both seen it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Any recs for the people? I guess you already gave them. Let's, let's yeah. re- re- review what you've recommended. And is there anything else you want to recommend while we're here? Well, again, if you like true crime or scams, scammy type situation deep dives it's questionable youtuber deep dives cruel world happy mind kindle ray and bailey sarian are the fucking bomb on youtube and also they're really nice voices to fall asleep listening to because mm. that happens a lot of <laughs> for me i fall asleep <laughs> listening to them talk um <laughs> and i would say that if you are not watching ted lasso and the morning show those are my two recommendations from this previous you know television season you need to start watching them because they're fantastic um, also, I can't wait to start watching. I, I, I'm not going to use this as a catalyst for another mm-hmm. topic because we're, we're shutting this down. But I can't wait to get home to California and start watching And Just Like That. Even though the spoiler, I mean. <gasps> Did you get spoiled? It, I tried to warn you. Instagram would not let up. I was like, okay, I got it. He's dead. On the <laughs> Peloton bike. <laughs> <laughs> okay, again, if, if I just spoiled it for you, I don't care because Instagram spoiled it for me. And I it happens in the first episode, they say. So it, I can't. It, I can't be. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to go home to California and watch it. But yeah, Instagram would not let up. Even I was um, I was in a uh, meeting with a producer. I'll tell you. About, I think I've told you some of that. But anyway, we had a meeting with a producer over Zoom. And she was talking about her Peloton bike. And she goes, I'm going to wind up dead like Mr. Big. And I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> I tried to warn you. <laughs> I was like, well, I was in a meeting with a producer and she just blurted it out. And it's I was like, oh, my God, you have to watch it the moment it comes out or you have to go in a media blackout. Those are your two options. Right. Well, all right. That's all the time we have for today. And it's been lovely talking to you about movies. And I hope that your movie watching experiences are phenomenal in 2022. Get your fucking booster. Get your fucking booster.